All right, hello, welcome. Are you serious? Episode number thirty-nine. Mm. How little, are we uh, still here? <laughs> yeah, a little, um, a little stew of weather in this episode. A little bit, a little bit of everything. Yeah, and uh, if there was probably an episode where we're going to get canceled, this could be the one. Just because I feel like we could rant about some of this stuff. Yeah, well, you know we're going to rant about something. Well, we always do. <laughs> Typically, way. it's you and not me. So, uh, I will say thank you to everyone who's been uh, viewing and listening. You can rate our podcast. That's apparently what we're supposed to tell you to yep. do. What I will say is we are now approaching 4,000 downloads of That's listeners amazing. only. Uh, listeners, yeah, which still kind of amazes me. Yeah, right? I've, l- I've yet to listen to us. <laughs> Honestly, it annoys me more. Yeah, I get too distracted. If I, I if I'm watching us, like going back and watching, I'm good. But yep. if I just have to listen, I can't. If you listen or watch us every week, obviously on YouTube, just say hey, I watch, or if message Jamie and I and let us know if you listen. I would love to just know who's who. Yeah, I feel like some days the videos benefit a little bit better. Yeah, other days you can listen to audio. But typically, I'll, I'll listen to the audio just to see, and it's always like the first 10 minutes for me where I could tell if an episode's going to be good or not. I know. And I'm know. like, oh. Yeah. yeah and then if is, it's 10 minutes, like, uh, uh, yeah. Yawn. But yeah, we're here. It is the middle of February. Hopefully, everyone had a great Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, we have family in town, so we just kept it easy. And yeah, we've I've been doing nothing, really. It's been kind of nice. Same. I um. Most exciting thing in my life right now is uh, I've picked up painting again. I almost told you to bring the painting. Yeah, I didn't bring the painting. It's big. We'll get back to that story. Um, so I'm now working on my second painting. Okay. Um, started it earlier in the week when we had all that rain Monday. I worked the morning show for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull out the old canvas and paint brushes again and mm-hmm. just see what I can come up with. I want to tell you something that you probably didn't know about me. Oh. It's kind of like painting. I didn't know you painted until yeah. you painted. I used to write songs, well, I and I would like country songs. Yeah, <laughs> Western playing. Um, they weren't that great, yeah. but it, it was something about thinking about okay, what direction I want to go. Yeah, kind of the same way with probably you and painting, yeah. just to escape. Yeah. When it comes to your inspiration behind that, where do you find that? Do you go out and look? Mm-hmm. Do you just think? Most of it is usually sort of just kind of in my head, and it's what I know. So, like the first painting I did was just kind of a. Typical low country, marsh, mm. sunset kind of scene. It's what I know. It's and, what I know. And can you see that as you paint it? I always start with the sky when I paint. Okay. And then I kind of figure out what the landscape portion, the foreground is okay. going to be. I can only do landscapes. I can't paint portraits. I can't paint animals. We I, can't should, do, I can do landscapes, and that's should, it. We should get you to paint a portrait. We'll paint portraits of each <laughs> right, other. Yeah, let's do that. See how bad that is. So uh, here's what's cool. Okay. I got, after I posted it on Facebook, I got a couple of messages from people saying they wanted to buy my painting. Really? Yeah. Yeah, which was really flattering because I'm not an artist by any stretch. Mm-hmm. It's literally just my little hobby that I do after taking a couple years off, just to kind of relieve stress. And it just, when you're just in that painting, there's nothing else. Yeah. You know, I hate to get all Bob Ross on you, but it's literally like you're creating your little world and that's all I'm focused on yeah. and whatever hardships in life or work or whatever. Happy little accidents. Yeah, just disappear. But yeah, a couple people offered to buy my paintings. I'm not going to sell my paintings. I bought a painting from you. Remember that? I did. I painted one yeah, for Emily for, for Emily. Christmas yeah. a couple years ago. That was, I yeah. think that was the last painting I did. Okay. So here's Wow, what that's I, a long time. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> so here's what I think I'm going to do. I can't set a price on my paintings because I don't know. Yeah. In one, it feels weird to do that. So what I'm going to do is, as people are interested in paintings, make me an offer. Whatever offer you're comfortable with. I don't care. If it's 10 bucks. that's fine. And pick a charity. Oh, I like that. And we will make that donation to charity. I like that. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't like having all of those canvases in the house. Mm-hmm. As long as I have like a, a print, a copy of my painting, I'm fine. Okay. But all those canvases, they just start collecting dust in the, yeah. in the closet. So I'm okay with getting rid of them. So, and I'm also thinking maybe we could do something with a few paintings at the finale. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. I don't have any yeah. skills for for the finale. You I could bring my guitar. Your, you could raffle off one of your songs. Hey. Or we, can, or we could just do a live performance. 
I think you grab the tambourine and, that, and I'll get the guitar. Every, I think everybody would rather just have a coffee mug and be done with it. <laughs> like, we don't want your crap. I was going to say, man, maybe you could raise enough money for us to buy some coffee right. mugs for the podcast. That is what you need to donate yeah, to. That's the, the Are charity. You Serious Mug charity. Yeah, the GoFundMe. Yeah, buy a painting. We'll donate it to Are You Serious Mugs. That's awesome. Ordered. How yeah. long do these paintings take? Sometimes I can crank one out in an hour oh, that's if I'm cool. like really into it. Yeah. Uh, the first one I did... It was, you know, I was off for a couple of days. I had three days off. And I would work like two hours at a time over three days. So about mm. six hours. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I looked at it and I was like, wow. I also have to say, did you see the one comment that you did get on your painting? What? Which Who one? commented? I did. did you get right? Josh Morgerman. Right? I girl crushed uh, so I, hard. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Josh. I woke up to it and I was like, Oh, Josh commented yeah. on Jamie's post. Yeah. yeah, famous Josh Morgerman, Ice Cyclone, mm-hmm. Hurricane Chaser, who I just absolutely idolize. Yeah. He, he said, whoa, dude, amazing. Yeah. One day, I don't know how to do it. I know there's a way we need to have him on the podcast, and I think he would do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But it's something like we have to put him in the screen and be yeah. able to hear him. And yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to have – we, need to, we, we need, need to – we probably should get that locked down before hurricane season yeah, gets going. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Honestly, it would just be us geeking out. Yeah. Hey, tell us about this storm. Yeah. Um, speaking of storms, so we're going to just jump into it. Um, last week, there was some discussion. Last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, they, they may not even know what we're talking about. Yeah, weather Twitter. Yeah. Kind of got kind of blew buzz. up. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. blew up on weather Twitter for a while about potentially adding category six to the hurricane scale. And here's the beauty about weather Twitter. When it blows up, it blows up. It does. And I can see both sides, but I'm a very traditionalist. Me too. It's been that way for years. Let's stick yeah. with it. So the big post was a, it was a blog post by Dr. Jeff Masters. Um, Who was a very well-respected meteorologist. Very uh, well-respected. Incredibly brilliant. Um, and he was bringing up some previous hurricanes yeah. that reached incredible wind speeds. Yeah. Um, Hurricane Patricia was one of those uh, wind speeds that were just... Out of the world. Yeah. 215. Um, 215, I think. Sustained winds. Sustained winds. But now that was in the Pacific. Correct. Which is a different breed of storms. Right. I think everyone would tell you that. But it brought up the question is, as storms continue to happen and we see stronger winds, Mm -hmm. should there be a new category added to our scale? Here's my answer. And I have probably the same answer as you. Here's my answer. No. Yeah. Um, category five starts at 157 miles per hour and higher. Yes. We have had hurricanes make landfall in the U S and especially out in the open waters of the Atlantic that had winds higher than that. Mm-hmm. 160, I think Dorian at one point reached 180 before it went into the Bahamas. Uh, we had Mitch, uh, back in the nineties down in the Caribbean that I think was 180, 185, somewhere along there. The difference between 157 and 180, everything's blown away and destroyed anyway. Mm-hmm. So why why complicate? Yeah. And I think people are so used to the current Saffir-Simpson scale, one through five. Yeah. At least for me, there's almost a guttural reaction when you hear a storm reaches Category 5. Yeah, every time. That's the holy grail of, mm-hmm. of hurricanes is – Oh, it's a category five. Yeah. If we get a category six, are we going to lose that? Are there going to be people who are like, oh, it's just a category five. Yeah. It's not the worst hurricane. Well, this, this brings up my exact point. I'm glad you're on the same side with this. This is where the weather world mm-hmm. loses its purpose, I feel like. Our purpose is to keep people safe, right? Mm-hmm. The impacts, if we're going back to our season one episode of trusting the cone mm-hmm. and focusing on the cone and the forecast, it is all impact-based. Yeah. The meteorology community as a whole, I feel like, is so fixated on numbers and data mm-hmm. that adding a category does nothing. No. Nothing to the public. No. In fact, I think it confuses them more. Yeah. Think about severe too. weather. Like we've yeah. had a high risk level five 
two days in advance, even a day in advance. Mm -hmm. And we're not throwing about an extra, like we're not throwing in a new risk there. Yeah. Um, So I don't think so. And like you said, the end result is not. Right. If, If you're hit with a Category 5 hurricane, it is utter destruction. Mm-hmm. It's going to well, be that way regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah, it just, it complicates matters. Not only to mention too, could you imagine retraining the public? Right. right. To know that. Mm-hmm. Because ideally my thought is if you add in a six, you're then going to have to figure out a threshold where a five stops. Where does a five stop? Right. And then, well, do you go back and look at previous fives and then right. class the, it's just, it's right. a mess. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Let's so. leave well enough alone. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Fives are respected and feared as they should be. Yeah. So let's leave them that way. I'm glad you say respected and feared because this whole episode is kind of breaking down like the psychology of weather. Yeah. I think category six is a great tipping point into that. Maybe that should be the title of this one. Ooh, category six. Category six. That'll get people's attention. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I like it. Yeah. This is how we think of our titles. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> While we're doing the episode. Um, but it got me thinking, and we've we've talked about this already this season and last season, too. We wanted a whole episode based on just the viewer's perception of weather. Mm-hmm. And, man, I uh, did a school talk recently. A school talk. I did a school talk and a talk. I went over there to uh, the Mount Vernon Senior Center. Mm-hmm. And I opened it and said, we're going to do things a little different today. Mm -hmm. Tell me where you get your weather. Yeah. That was my first question. Mm -hmm. Weather app, national news, Mm -hmm. local news, Mm -hmm. in that order, Mm -hmm. was the top answers. Okay, cool. What weather app? Mm -hmm. The iPhone weather app. Mm If there's ever a place where I think there's some perception that goes wrong, mm-hmm. I think the pre-installed weather app is a good starting spot. It's kind of the root of all evil. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's where everything kind of starts. Yeah. Um, for instance, for people that don't know, you get a pre-installed weather app on your Android or mm-hmm. your iPhone. 90% of the time, those are forecasts for larger cities, mm-hmm. kind of interpolated data in between, mm-hmm. and just spits out a number. Zero human input Correct. whatsoever. Zero human input. It is whatever, and it's typically, in most cases, GFS. Yeah. Which, as we know, is yeah. not always the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is literally the raw output and that's from it. the GFS. That means it's going to change every six hours mm-hmm. as new as because that's how often the GFS is to run. make you think you're getting every an updated six hours. forecast. The GFS swings wildly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially in winter. And especially in the winter. Uh, I had a big post on Facebook about this last week. Yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. There was there was one run there, the GFS, that cranked out about four inches of snow in Myrtle Beach about six days out. Mm-hmm. And if you looked had, at the weather had, app. Had you looked at the iPhone app at just the right time during that sort of six-hour window, you probably would have seen a forecast for Myrtle Beach that said snow. Yeah. It was sunny and in the 50s. <laughs> that was the reality of the forecast. And I think this opens up a really good window of opportunity. We're, we're just, this is going to dive off quick. Um, I think this is the root of the problem. Is I think people associate us with that app. Mm-hmm. And I think they often think that if that app is wrong, we're wrong. Mm-hmm. We are not affiliated with the iPhone app. Nope. We are not affiliated with the Android app. Nope. We have one app. It is our first solar weather app that we input data. Yes. It is updated many times throughout the day to fit our forecast. Yeah. And I know it probably sounds like a broken record every time we promote it, especially when a big event is coming. Yeah. But it is the best app for it. Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't want this to turn into like sounding like we're selling the app. No, the app. At we're all. Not, we're not selling it. One, it's free. But Let's talk about our daily duties. Yes. Pretty high on my to-do list, pretty early in my to-do list every day when I get in, is go into our little system that we have and make sure the app looks good. Matches your forecast. Matches the forecast. Mm -hmm. Make sure the numbers are where they need to be. Yep. And I do that a couple times a day. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there's human input. 
Let's go ahead and just pull up this app. Speaking and just curious, why you do that? I'm gonna I'm gonna stir stir the pot a little bit, I guess. <laughs> uh oh. That, that certain cable company that focuses only on weather. Oh, okay. That app is the exact same as the iPhone app. Yeah. It's it's raw data spit uh-huh. out. Just to show you how much I don't trust it, I've deleted it from my phone. I do too. I don't even have so it. So I don't anymore. have yeah. it. I don't yeah. think I have it on my work one. So a lot of your a lot of your national bigger outlet apps are going to have that. Oh, I do have it on my phone. Where personal. it's where it's just it's just raw data. Um, there's no way that a company based in Atlanta, <laughs> the Weather Channel, can keep up with the actual numbers Mm-mm. for every location in the country, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. They can't do it. Yeah. High of 65. Today? Yeah. Mm. Just so you know, we forecasted yeah. 60. Um, <laughs> Sunday highs in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, we forecasted low to mid 50s. So it's just little things like that. Yeah. 50% chance of rain on Saturday. Well, there's 50%, so you know how we feel about 50%. <laughs> so that right there is enough. To, it's garbage. But what's crazy is there's going to be no – and a good thing that I think that we do here, and I think – if you follow us, you probably get it. When you change a forecast, you just mm-hmm. don't flip the script completely. Yeah. That app does. Yeah. Um, I'll tweak the number like 40% to 30%. Yeah. Or 40% to 60%. Mm-hmm. Like you build yeah. with each run rather than, yeah. oh, okay, it's going to yeah. snow. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is just, I was talking to Emily's dad. He's an avid listener of our podcast. And they brought this up too in the um, in the talk when I went to the senior center. There's an argument now that weather just didn't happen like it did 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoiler alert! It did. It did. We live in a world now to where we want everything at the palm of our hand instantly. Yeah. That you're hearing about it. Yeah. Quicker than you ever have. Yeah. Think about the national news. Like, yeah. they lead with whatever the weather, because yeah. weather's the number one driver. Yeah. Yep. So when you're saying, hey, I feel like we didn't have this many tornadoes. Well, we did, we but did. you probably don't remember because it wasn't everywhere. It wasn't in everywhere in your face, blown up. I totally agree. Everything. I mean, it's changed. It's honestly kind of changed our job for the worse. I have I have no desire to go any higher in my career. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going to network. I'm not going to be working on the Today Show, so I can say this: the national media is the absolute worst. Okay. The absolute worst, because you 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 turn on any night this week. They had you know the nor'easter up in New York and New England, and it's leading in bomb cyclone and nor'easter. I'm sorry to say the word. It snowed eight inches in Boston and New York City in mm-hmm. February. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Polar vortex. <laughs> Polar vortex. Atmospheric river. Yeah. Pineapple Express. You've heard it all. Come on. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, and it feels like it. Like you said, it feels like there is a lot more weather and a lot worse weather. It's weather. It doesn't sell. It's been happening. Since the beginning of time, you're not gonna you're not gonna start with a, a live shot out in, you know, Houston saying, "Hey, yeah. it's sunny and eighty out sunny there." Sunny and eighty, yeah, yeah. Nobody because cares. it's not yeah. what people want. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the big thing in this business, and for us, when we do have an event that is going to impact us, mm-hmm. this is where we run into some issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's the messaging from where people are getting their information and they come to us and thinking that we're all connected or what. Um, but we go back to what was that? December came. Mm-hmm. Let's go to that mm-hmm. in January. Mm-hmm. Even if weather didn't happen or we didn't say certain things that they think we said, mm-hmm. we still get accused for it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, if things get in the psyche they you hear them you scroll past it on facebook or twitter and it it gets wrapped up and involved in whatever weather situation we're talking about Mm -hmm. we're dealing with (laughs) i feel like for us to kind of give an example of this we need to show some examples yeah (laughs) 
Tell me about this idea you did, and then we'll we'll, we'll start reading this because I love this. Yeah. So we've often talked about, you know, the comments that we get, the bad ones, or the ones that you know make us chuckle a lot. So it's like you know what? Let's put a positive spin on this. Yeah. Because look, if you're going to come after me on my Facebook page, <laughs> on my Facebook page with an ugly comment or a stupid comment, I've got a couple of options. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We can read them all. If it's really ignorant, I'm just going to delete you. If it's a little tongue in cheek, I'm going to, I'm going to clap back. Yeah. I'm going to clap back. And I save all the good comments. See, I need to start doing this oh, because yeah. I've, I've just let them, let yeah. them go. Um, so I thought, you know what, let's turn these horrible things that people <laughs> say to us into inspirational quotes. <laughs> let's start with one of yours first. Yeah, this is actually, I got this one uh, really recently last week. Um, <laughs> And there was a moment on the air where myself and Eric Weisfeld were just wrapping up, having a little conversation after my forecast. And we had a little tongue-in-cheek kind of laughter, whatever. 30 seconds later, a message pops up on our main WMBF page. Your 530 weatherman is sort of a bleep. (laughs) Did you respond to that? No, I didn't respond to that one. I got a fun one. This was on a summer day. I remember it vividly. Um, we had storms inland. Seabreeze yeah. kind of kept everything in inside. Um, I think we might have had one shower in Surfside. But I remember like some big time storms in Florence. Mm-hmm. But this viewer said, so much for a 40% chance of rain. I'm sitting under sunshine and having a beer. Do better, Andrew. Which was fun. Yeah. And I responded and said, yeah. hey, just so you know, here's radar. Yeah. You're in the 60. Yeah, you're in the 60. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the perception of it. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, this one I got. Saving the best ones for last year. Yeah. This one I actually this one actually goes back to the December came. Mm, okay. Um, honestly, you're boring with your weather predictions. There is no big storm. You simply like to get all these old people and transplants from New Jersey upset about fake weather. This one's not as much weather-related, but just to show you. What sometimes we have to deal with. Yeah. That suit makes you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't laugh at it. Uh, why don't you figure out how to lose some weight and dress first before predicting the weather? It yeah. might do you some good. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's from Anonymous, by the way. I don't know why I've gotten really lucky, which you're like a tiny guy. The fact that somebody called you fat is ridiculous. I'm not. I'm a big dude. All right? I'm a big. Well, maybe they've seen that you'll clap back. I'm I, a big dude. That was a private message. I have gotten very few messages in my now 21 years about my personal appearance. Hmm. Very few. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten but any. in person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think they think they're giving me a compliment. Yeah, they'll do that to me, too. Yeah. You look fat on TV. I thought you were fatter. <laughs> like when I see them in public. They'll come up. I thought you were really fat. I mean, I'm not exactly thin, but uh, thank you. Yeah, you look thank so you. much taller on TV is yeah, what you I look get. So, yeah, yeah, you look a lot taller. <laughs> well, thanks. You look a lot, yeah, you look a lot fatter on TV. Yeah. And then finally, I threw in one that was, I think this was a tropical system. You and I were both working. Mm -hmm. Um, All you do is cry wolf. You and Jamie Arnold both. Give me a break. There's not going to be any tornadoes. There never are. There never are. And where do we, (laughs) where do we even get that perception that like, this is what baffles me. People will complain if there's not a tornado. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't understand oh, yeah. where that comes from. Yeah, I don't either. I, I do not get it. And I don't know if they're just so passionate about the weather that they want to see something happen. Right. Or if, if they hear us on the air saying, there's a tornado watch, conditions are favorable, we may get an isolated tornado, which is what we've said a million times. Mm-hmm. Do they hear everyone's going to get a tornado? <laughs> I don't know, and I, I don't know if that's a messaging thing for us. Yeah. I don't know if it's maybe they're following bad accounts. That, or maybe they're just dumb and ignorant. It, it, and that's a legit concern. Well, because yeah, I com- get what you're saying. There comes a point where we get comments that are so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
that you can't respond. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> Tornadoes never happens with hurricanes here. Yeah. Should we pull some stats for you, buddy? <laughs> I can think of like <laughs> plenty. I'm usually too busy yeah. to worry about responses yeah. like that. Yeah. But if I have time and if it's not a huge weather thing, I will. I will. All right. Well, let's look. Yeah. Look at this. I mean, Tori and we were, yeah. what, eight hours? Oh, yeah. Tornado, yeah, tornado warnings for eight hours straight. Before yeah. it even yeah. moved through. In Florence, we had um, eight simultaneous tornado warnings in effect at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's what could be a factor. Maybe. This is me thinking. This is not me saying this. Maybe when they think tornado, they think Yeah. when our tornadoes here are not that at all. Right. Like, yeah. occasionally, yes. Yeah. Or if it doesn't lead the other news. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be. Um, that's just a couple of things. Obviously, I am a little worried with the future of the business, mm-hmm. where things mm-hmm. are going to go. Um, if you go to YouTube and just type in weather, mm-hmm. you'll get all these big clickbaity yeah. images, major yeah. winter storm, and it'll make yeah. it look like you're going to get snow. Yeah. Um, so please be careful on who you follow. Mitch is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We brought him on. Um, but there are some people out there that are on the side of caution. Yeah. Anything else you yeah. want to say? I'm going to try I mean, that. there's so much that we could just keep going on and on about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in the, at the end of the day, the vast majority of people that comment or say things are wonderful. Yes, and, I was going to say. And, and, you know, not a problem at all. And maybe, one, maybe they're just dumb. To maybe they're just keyboard warriors, you know. Mm-hmm. Your personality changes when you can be anonymous behind a keyboard. Yeah, maybe some of the same. You've people. had a bad day. You want to tell somebody off? Oh, who better than the weather guy? <laughs> <laughs> Let him have it, and he feels better about himself. Uh, fine, whatever. We Life also, goes on. I'm not this. losing any sleep over any of your comments. No, honestly, I think they're funny. Yeah, uh, they they make me chuckle. Yeah. Um, I think there's this uh, stigma too with us. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up in the in back in the day, yeah, sixties, seventies, eighties, like never trust the weatherman. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's like if you heard that from your grandma, grandpa, mm-hmm. you're going to continue that mm-hmm. that story. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe there's like a stigma to that there. Yeah. Um, the the, which is crazy because the accuracy rate now in weather is phenomenal. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and of course there are still going to be instances where. Mother Nature pulls a fast one and things kind of go awry, but also forecasts change. Mm-hmm. They evolve. Mm-hmm. They switch around. A perfect example, I know, you know, locals watching this probably aren't following, but uh, the snowstorm mm-hmm. in New York and Boston earlier this week featured, well, at least on weather Twitter, mm-hmm. has, has blown up because of what a dramatic change happened with that storm in about two days' time. Yeah, That storm was supposed to be Syracuse, Binghamton, New York, a foot of snow, New York City, Philadelphia was supposed to be rain. Mm. And two days leading up to the storm, everything shifted south in the core of that snow right through the heart of New York City up to Boston. So forecasts evolve. Yeah. Forecasts change. I'm never one to give cre- well to give credit. I will give credit here. Um, for the first time ever, big snow station, mm-hmm. WKYT in Lexington, huge snow station. Like love snow. That mm-hmm. whole market mm-hmm. eats, sleeps, breathes snow. For the first time, I can ever remember because the models were changing mm-hmm. so much. They didn't put any accumulation map out. Mm-hmm. They just said chance for accumulating snow, and they did greatest chance. Mm-hmm. Moderate chance, mm-hmm. slight chance, and that's they just tweak those because the inconsistencies were crazy. Yeah, honestly, I think we need more of that in yeah. this in this day and age. Yeah, and I'm seeing a lot more, and this has happened in the past couple of years. Now we're going on a snow forecasting team. Yeah, that's I fine. love it. I love do. it. This is great. I'm seeing a lot more boom or busts. Yeah, forecast. Yeah, me too. So here's our forecast. Yeah, let's say just I don't know for this. Two to four inches. Yeah. That's the forecast. Mm-hmm. That is the forecast. There's a boom potential to that. Yeah. Temperatures are colder. Uh, maybe we get more moisture. Yeah. We go four to six. Okay. Bust. Yeah. Temperatures 34 instead of 32. Yeah. Moisture stays south of us. 
we may get a dusting. Mm. There's there's always that range. Correct. We can't go on the air and say a dusting to eight inches <laughs> because no, we'd get ran out of town. Because yeah, yeah, right. Because what is what good is that? So we have to make a forecast. We are forecasters. Mm-hmm. We are going to make a forecast. But every forecast has that certain amount mm-hmm. of wiggle room. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think explaining that <clears throat> and sort of graphically showing that in a very clean and simple kind of way is, is something, you know, I, I keep thinking about that in my head if, if it ever decides to snow here again, yeah. how we're going to handle that. Yeah, I think that's good. Also, like, the more transparency you can yeah. have – yeah. I think the better meteorologist you're going to be. Yeah. Like, I am personally tired of of the the know-it-alls. Yeah. You come on, this is it. Mm -hmm. I, me, Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. this is my fault. All that Mm -hmm. just drives me nuts. I would much rather you say, hey, here's the latest. Mm -hmm. Here's how we've tweaked our numbers. A, Mm -hmm. you say we, which I love. Mm -hmm. It's a team. But then, and you're transparent with every hit. Yeah. As data yeah. comes in. And we've tried to do a really good job mm-hmm. with that. It's not easy. Um, it is so, so easy to get concerned with what the forecast is going to be and stick with that. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to tweak it. And I think you need I've, to be transparent with the viewers that way. I've gotten a lot better with that over the years. I used to hate to change a forecast. Yeah. I would hate yeah, same. to change a forecast. Now it's okay. Yeah. It's okay, mm-hmm. especially if you explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, look, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. We're 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 we got to bump that rain chance up. Yeah, this is what this is this is why we're bump the rain chance up. And you just keep going. It's yeah. okay. Transparency, I yeah, think, is going to okay. be our, our greatest it's asset okay. as we go into yep. the future, especially with um, clickbait, yeah. and social media and everything in between. Um, I don't know how long we've been going, but we got some time for some questions. I love it. Um, we still got like 45 in here. I know. So, I'm sure. And I haven't thrown any more in yet because I knew we had still 45 in here. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. I mean, look at this. Look at this. Thank you all. And yeah. you can always ask more questions. Remember to rate that podcast as well. Ooh, this is good. D.L. Morgan on Twitter. Always very active on Twitter and, yeah. and some really good insights. Um, how is development in the area affecting our local microclimate? Ooh. That's really good. Um Development in urban areas obviously does have a huge issue on the microclimate. Um, most famously, you've probably heard this, the urban heat island effect. Mm-hmm. Hot Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, hot Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the urban heat island effect. So, um, you know, as cities grow and you get more pavement and buildings and asphalt and shingles and rooftops and all of that, on a sunny day, that, that absorbs all of that warmth and and because there's so much of it, uh, cities tend to be hotter during the day and warmer at night, mm-hmm. um, especially at night. Urban mm-hmm. heat island effect really shows up at night. Um, locally, a bit, yeah, a bit. Myrtle Beach, NYR, mm-hmm. tends to run a little bit warmer than anywhere else. Yeah. Um, locally, I think our biggest microclimate issue and it's not so much a microclimate issue as it is a ecosystem issue uh is with so much development um the flash flooding mm-hmm. that we get potentially um we're in an area that's naturally marsh mm-hmm. um and we're we're paving over in it over it um and we're basically shutting off all the access points where water used to go yeah yeah the marshes and the swamps that we have here um, are just sort of natural catch basins mm-hmm. for water. Yeah. Um, the ones that are left, great, they're still doing that job. But as we continue to development, develop and pave things over, every time we get a big rain, it's filling those spots up a lot more. Um, and we're running out of places for water to go. Now, there's a big debate on what we should do with development in Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach. I'll get out of that. But there's no denying that, you, you know, you take a field, you take a marsh, you fill it up, you level it, you put asphalt on top of it, you're going to have a whole lot of water that's running somewhere. Yeah, and a lot of people talking about, um, like, I would say companies are doing it okay with, like, if you build a big neighborhood, let's throw four or five retention ponds in, but mm-hmm. that's only going to do so much. Ask anybody who lives in a neighborhood <laughs> in Myrtle Beach that has retention ponds. Yeah. 
and we get a 10-inch rainfall. It's over. Um, especially in those summer storms or a hurricane, you get six, seven, ten inches of rain in a short amount of time. Those retention ponds fill up like that. Yeah. And then they overflow and they flood. Retention ponds obviously aren't the answer here. We're and we live in an area that makes it even more difficult, I think. One, because we are seeing so much development. Two, we are prone to excessive rainfall. Yeah. You know, if we can get summer storms that drop ten inches of rain in two hours. Mm. We can get hurricanes that drop 25 inches of rain in two days. There's a certain point where there's nothing you can do about that. No, there's nothing. Mm-mm. There's nothing. I've, I've had some intense discussions with some people. Uh, well, we used to never, you know, the flooding and we got to change things and we got to dredge the rivers. Well, when you reach a certain amount, there's only so much you can mm-hmm. do. You know, if you get 30 inches of rain, like we did with hurricane Florence, I don't care how great your drainage system is, how great your river systems and your dams are, you're going to flood, plain and simple. Yeah. So I think we swung around and answered that one. <laughs> we'll stop before I add on, and then yeah, we get on another, yeah, I'll get on a, another get tangent. Again. Um, if you hear our newsroom, it's a very yeah. active newsroom this morning. So we're, uh, <laughs> I say this morning, this evening, whatever. Oh, George, I think this is George Pitt. When and how does the El Nino pattern change? Well, um, it's going to change. Soon. Soon. Um, Already looks like it's in the process of changing. El Nino is, um, you know, it was all the rage for fall going into this winter. Um, It looks like pretty soon going into spring, El Nino fades, and we may see a quick switch back to La Nina. Mm -hmm. Trade winds drive that. Trade winds. Completely. Um, strong trade winds, no trade winds. Basically, show you exactly everything you need to know. We have upwelling of warmer waters. Yep. Um, that is the main focal point. It's the same thing with the ocean circulations out yeah. in the Atlantic, yeah. except we focus on an area in the Pacific, um, and that's where the forecast changes come from. What's really cool and fascinating to me is we can predict that so far in Very advance. Very far in advance, yeah. And it's accurate yeah, to an extent. Like, yeah. hey, there's a percentage... La Nina is going to be this strong. Like, yeah. That's cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to dive into that, but we would bore you to death. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you can tell it's it's a big global pattern, yeah. and it's not just – it's driven by a lot of other factors that we can sort of see and predict. And the bottom line is El Nino is fading. La Nina is likely making a comeback uh, for hurricane season, and I think probably pretty soon we'll be doing a whole episode on hurricane season. I think so, too. I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about yeah, those Me season. too. And then I think we need to do a whole episode in just severe weather season. Yeah. Um, I would love to bring on the National Weather Service for severe weather season. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think even just talking yeah. about damage, going out on the damage survey. Yeah. How do you determine what straight line winds? How yeah. do you determine what's tornado damage? Um, and plus, they're great over there. Oh, I think so that would great, be. Yeah. And then we'll really geek out with hurricane yeah. stuff. Um, you'll go ahead and grab one. Thank you, George, by the way, for yeah, that question. Good stuff. Um, if you're just now tuning in or you're still with us, so this is Shooting the Breeze. We answer your questions you submit to us. Um, this is anonymous, oh. uh, but one of my favorite precipitation types ever in the world, hail. What causes hail to develop and sometimes very quickly without warning? Hail fascinates me. I love to see hail. Me too. And there's uh, some times where I'm like, this is nuts. Yeah. Thinking yeah. about what goes on in a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go quick through this. Okay. Because... It, it, <laughs> the process of how hail forms can get can get quite intense. Mm-hmm. So basically, you have a thunderstorm developing. A uh, thunderstorm is composed of updrafts, so air is rising, going up. Um, you get a raindrop that starts to form. Mm-hmm. Tiny, minuscule little raindrop. Yeah. Um, well, as that updraft is going, it's keeping that raindrop suspended. Um, Updraft is strong enough, it sends it high enough into the atmosphere where it freezes. Mm -hmm. It freezes. Um, And it'll kind of stay suspended up there a little bit. It starts to fall. And as it falls, it sort of gathers more moisture. Mm -hmm. It gets caught in the updraft again, goes back up, freezes, Mm -hmm. and it repeats that process over and over and over again. And each time it goes up, it gets bigger. We basically add another layer of moisture gets thrown above freezing 
until it finally becomes heavy enough that the updraft in the thunderstorm can't hold it up anymore and it has to fall out. That's how you get a hailstorm. And that falls, and without a doubt, you get those different sizes at the temperature too. You can't, yeah. yeah. Or at the well, surface from yeah. it falling with its temperature. Yeah. Um, you can cut a hailstone in half. Mm. And Which I love to is, see those I photos. love to do. Um, you can count the rings and see how many trips that it took through that thunderstorm, which is just an amazing thing to do. Keep in mind, too, when we're talking like pea-sized hail, eh, well, yeah, don't look. Yeah, yeah. It, we're talking like softball, yeah, baseball yeah. size. You'd be able to see that. If uh, you've never seen that, pull that up. It's yeah, cool. Yeah, and just for the – just kind of get an idea of how intense thunderstorms can be, uh, to get a golf ball-sized hailstone, you need a 100-mile-per-hour updraft. In a thunderstorm. That means air is rising at 100 miles per hour. And that's where you see the big yeah. towering yeah. cumulonimbus oh, yeah. clouds. Yeah. It's my favorite type of weather. We could sit here. Um, can you give examples of what you consider extreme weather conditions? Not just Category 5 hurricanes or an EF5 tornado. What about heavy fog or a hailstorm? Um, absolutely fog. For me in the morning, man, fog can really be terrible way mm-hmm. um one of my favorite matt stanley stories mm-hmm. is when he called me into his office and said did we hit fog hard enough <laughs> fog can be just as bad as a hurricane andrew and i was like okay oh, let's pump, settle down let's, matt pump, let's pump the break here matt <laughs> oh i was so irate i still remember that to this day but impact wise when you're driving in the fog yes it can be impactful to a hurricane eh. um but Things like that. Uh, we're now into this thing, and you do this really well, too. We try to, even if it's one, like a morning commute or evening mm-hmm. commute, highlight it red. Yeah. Like, hey, it's going to be a nasty morning yeah. commute. Yeah. Really trying to focus more on impacts rather than just severity. Yeah. Um, has been kind of what we focus on. I'm trying to think what else. Really hot day. Really hot days. Really hot. Yeah. What else? Yeah. For me, um, couple of things that stick out in my mind outside of what you would normally associate with severe weather or extreme weather um things that i'm going to hit hard over the course of a year heat index 110 or higher yep for us to get 105 yeah it happens june july a, august it summer you day. get 110 that's extreme i'm not you're going to see me pumping that up yep. hard uh 50 mile per hour wind gusts yeah which we um, had this week. That seems to be the threshold that gets people's attention. Yes. That's when it's blowing hard enough where people are like, whoa. Mm-hmm. whoa. 30 to 40 people don't really bat an eye. Yeah. I've noticed that yeah. here. Yeah. Hey, well, we, we live in a windy place. Yeah. So it's got a crank for people to really notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 50 seems to be kind of that threshold where people are like, man, it is ripping. Yeah. Uh, so I'll pump up wind because wind gets a lot of people's attention. And wind can kind of scare people, even if it's windy and it's clear. Yeah. Um, earlier in the week, I got a bunch of posts, uh, comments on a post. I did, yeah, it was shaking the house. Yeah, the, the furniture was blowing around. And 50-mile-per-hour mm-hmm. winds will do that. So I'll hit that. Uh, cold, anything under 20 Yeah. for me, okay. 20 or lower, is, is I'm going to hit real hard for, you know, yeah. really cold extreme weather here. Especially uh, widespread 20 or yeah, lower. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get in teens for sure. Um, that's about it. Yeah, I was trying to think. Yeah. Wind and fog are kind of yeah. the two things for me. Yeah. And then in the summer, yeah. trying to get used to that. Yep. Other than that, yeah, you won't see us do any storm red unless we think there's a severe weather threat. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's just a nasty mm-hmm. washout yeah. day. I think earlier this week, yeah, Monday. Like, we, like, like Monday, Monday. Was just, it was just, just poured and gross yeah, and horrible disgusting. and slowed you down. I took a day off thinking, you know, yeah. when you take it off four weeks right, in advance, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, the yeah. weather will be great. Nope. But, yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, we mm-hmm. got time for a couple more. Do a few more? Yeah, All do right. two more. Uh, well, at least we're cranking through them this time. Right. Um, when the models aren't great, what else do you rely on when it comes to a forecast? Uh, that's <laughs> PTH Helm 68 on YouTube. Um, I'll tell you what we rely on. Us. Yeah. Our, our forecasting knowledge. And I always say this. And I think this is something we definitely need to get better on. Um, you know, the models are a tool, mm-hmm. that, a tool in the toolbox of forecasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not the be-all, end-all. We don't get on air and just present the model. I think that's mm-hmm. something a lot of meteorologists need to work on, mm-hmm. self-included. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to do better myself of if I do show, like if we have a big rain event or something coming, I will say, okay, well, this is – 
this is kind of what the GFS model is saying. Mm -hmm. This is what the European model is saying. You can see there's some big differences there. Let me show you our forecast. Mm, that's good. To try to, you know. Kind of that best uh, and worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you use your gut. You use experience. Yeah. You know, 17 years here now, you, after a certain amount of time, you, you quickly recognize certain patterns mm -hmm. and situations that can sometimes overproduce rain or wind or whatever, or underproduce. Um, you know, you quickly learn that models tend to way overdo a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it may be a beautiful model run or a crazy model run for wind and rain or, or whatever. And you know, eh, okay, well, you know, this model always overdoes way it. overdoes or yeah. way underdoes or whatever. And you just, you're, you just sort of constantly rattle that around in your head as you're mm -hmm. making a forecast. Here's the beauty in that too. And I would say this to anyone who's in the business, still getting started. I mean, I still try to really like be a sponge when it comes to every system that rolls through. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get better at severe weather forecasting or even forecasting in general mm -hmm. if you're only focusing on the big events. Mm -hmm. Like next low pressure that walks through, mm -hmm. look at the tendencies. Yeah. Like where's that low going? Yeah. What's the weather we get? How does that change? Um, and then you'll really get a good pattern for what to expect based mm -hmm. off just where things are. Yeah. Um, I texted you Saturday or something. Mm -hmm. Hey, system, eh, if I was chasing, I'd be down here. Yeah. Still not impressed. Like yeah. you just, it, your gut feels you, more yeah, confident. Yeah. And you, and you, what's, what's fun to me is when you can forecast what the models are going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, I expect a shift to the South. Yeah. And, and we're going to, we're going to see day. this. Yeah. Or we're a shift to the North or we're going to see this happen. Yeah. Just experience and knowing ahead of it. the weather pattern. Yeah. You can, yeah. When you can forecast the models. Yeah. You've you're, got you're, to go. You're coming, you're coming quite a long way along. I've thought about, cause I'm, I'm glad you brought up the whole model thing. I've thought about, and I've gotten into it on future radar. Now I used to do future radar dash Euro future radar dash gfs mm -hmm. i just do future radar yeah and i just say hey here's where i am confident in yep. this is what's matching my thought mm -hmm. and i thought about with gfs and euro just taking the names out before and saying best mm -hmm. and worst case mm -hmm. scenario mm -hmm. like here's our higher end here's our lower end mm -hmm. here's where we think so i don't know maybe that's something to look into down yeah. the road but yeah, I really think you've nailed it. I don't think – obviously, like, the day before usually is a good indicator if it's a severe weather setup. Yep. What did it do the day before? Yes. Because um, that should tell you what you're going to see for the next. Yeah. But anything yeah. else to add to that? I don't think so. <laughs> uh -oh. When does a snowstorm become a blizzard? Ah, there is a technical definition for blizzard. Um, it's not just, oh, man, it's snowing hard. Yeah. Um, three consecutive hours. Yep three consecutive hours back to back three hours back to back visibility one quarter of a mile or less mm -hmm. so the intensity of snow is measured in visibility yeah uh in the meteorological community so if you're uh it's not just huge flakes it's not just big flakes mm -hmm. oh man it's snowing real hard whatever yeah that's fun to say but there is a technical definition so if you're about two mile visibility down to about a mile and a quarter that's called, that's technically light snow. Mm. Mile and a quarter and up, light snow. You get moderate snow uh, when your visibility is a mile down to half mile? I think it's half mile. And then half mile and lower, you're into heavy snow. Yeah. Um, so, blizzard. One quarter mile visibility. Yep. That can either be falling snow mm -hmm. or blowing snow. Mm -hmm. You can have blizzard conditions and the sun is shining. Yeah. But if it's blowing very hard and blowing snow enough to reduce visibility to a quarter mile, that's blizzard conditions. Um, and three consecutive hours of wind gusts over 35 miles per hour. Which is tough sometimes to get in a winter get, system. Which is tough to get. So three consecutive hours of wind gusts over 35 and visibility a quarter mile or less. Check. And that is a technical definition of a blizzard. I love that. I love that you knew how to rattle that. I knew it was visibility and wind. Yeah. Let's get that know. here. Let's get that here. And it has nothing to do with temperature. Not at all. No temperature is not included in the definition of blizzard. Yeah, you could have you could have blizzard like additions when it's yeah. thirty. Which yeah. is kinda cool. Yeah. So Yeah. Um oh, that was fun. Episode forty is next week. That's uh our first 
Oh, well, not first guest. Yeah, well, yeah, our yeah. first guest of season yeah, three. Yeah, first guest of the season of season three, yeah. Um, I think we could do a little tease. Yeah. I really thought that was him at first. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> we are bringing on, I don't know his title anymore. Chief photographer. Chief photographer, do it all, pump up positive spirit. Comedian extraordinaire. Comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, George Hansen George is Hansen. coming on. George Hansen My is My goodness. I always say, when I'm telling people, like, oh, what's it like to work in TV or whatever, I always say it's it's almost like a sitcom or a movie because to work in this environment, you have to be a bit of a character. Mm-hmm. you got to be a little off your rocker. Mm-hmm. you got to be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And everybody that works in this building and every TV station in the country, yeah. a little crazy and kind of like a sitcom character yeah. in a way. Yeah. No one matches that description more than George Hansen. In the loveliest way possible. In the best way possible. The most lovable person you will ever meet in your life. One of the hardest workers I've ever met. Fun fact about George. Um, myself, George, and one other person, Katrina, uh, over on the business side. Uh, we were the only three originals left from the startup of WBF News. We're kind of a dying breed. Um, but yeah, George and I started together. And I can't wait to have him on. I can't either. And we had to do the intro now because George will talk so much that we're we gonna, won't be able to. <laughs> we're going to sit back like this and laugh when he's so starts. bad. Yeah, he's amazing. He may take the mic and not let us speak yeah. at all. And he I could fully sing. mean that. He may play the ukulele. He may preach. We may go to Bible study all while he's here. Yeah. You yeah. don't know. You never know. You with don't George. know. And he was asking, what should I bring? I said, just bring yourself. George. Just, yeah, bring yourself. You'll be set. So yeah. he's going to be next week. Let me tell you, it might be one of the best episodes. Yeah. It could go <laughs> off the rails completely. Yeah. So that's going to be next week. And someone asked, when are we going to end season three? We have no idea. We don't know. We don't even know what we're doing in two weeks. I'm looking ahead, and I'm just thinking maybe late June. Okay. I think we take a little break. Okay. I, because there's a, there's so much happening in May and June yeah. that I think we're going to want to talk about it on the podcast. Same. Um, I also am <laughs> I'm a little worried about hurricane season. And yeah, the podcast. worried worried about hurricane season. So you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll tell you see. why we've kind of hinted at why we're worried about hurricane season. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll and as we get closer, my worry yeah. will be maybe a little yeah. higher, maybe a little yeah. lower. So we'll get that figured out. But yeah, so next week, George. Live podcast for the finale. Live podcast three. for the finale. For the finale, absolutely. I don't know. Maybe we'll do another Hurricane Week thing, maybe like last year. We don't even know yeah. what we're doing in June yeah. yet. Yeah. Anya and them are in the back. Yeah. Like, what are we oh, doing? No. We've got enough going on in June. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that does it for us for thirty nine. Yeah. Make sure you rate it, like it, tell a friend, send in those comments, and um, yeah, we'll do it again next week. Yeah. Can't wait. Thanks, Thanks y'all. y'all.